Hello and welcome to another episode of Wealthy Expat. This week I've got Darren Bennett on the show with me uh, from DCBM. Um, Darren, it's great to have you on the show and thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot, Chris. Very much appreciated. Great to have you here. So this week I, um, I wanted to, I guess, dig into a bit about the do's and don'ts of uh, property investing in a sense. You've got a lot of experience of international markets, global markets. Uh, having worked in in Dubai and Hong Kong, London, and now you're in uh, beautiful South America, you lucky man, or Caribbean, actually, is it? Um, So you're making a lot of Australians stuck at home at the moment and stuck in Australia, very jealous, I'm sure. Um, But before we dig into it, why don't we talk a little bit about your background and where you've come from uh, and understand your kind of your story, your, your journey to where you've got to where you are today, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, thanks a lot, Chris. So we, um, I've been in property almost 10 years now, nine, 10 years, um, predominantly investment backgrounds. So working for investment agencies, predominantly selling, you know, to the Middle East market, Asian market as well. Um, the main focus has, has been the UK. Um, I, I did that. I've sort of run companies and, and uh, switched over into working for sort of small niche developers. Um, that we're sort of doing, you know, new build conversions, anything up to sort of 150, 200 units at a time. Uh, and then really sort of about three, three and a half years ago, took the plunge and decided to basically do it for ourselves. Um, yeah. And we've been doing that ever since, really. So we have a property management company in the UK that, uh, you know, it's not an estate agency or letting agency. It, it is, we do focus on the management side of it. Really right. advising uh, overseas and expats, expat clients that are buying and need help in the UK uh, sure. is, a, is a big, big market. There is um, just not enough agents, unfortunately, that really you know take the care yeah. to look after these to take, to look after these clients. So sure. that uh, has been set up for just over a year now and has expanded okay. really well. But uh, our main business of what we do is we act as a buyer's agent. Uh, so in simple forms, what that means is a client pays us a fee, gives us a shopping list, and we go and find it for them. And, and our general, uh, you know, average client, I would say, is looking to build up a portfolio of properties, moving towards pension. Um, so they're sort of single apartments, houses that they're looking to, to you know, to keep adding. Um, and it's a very different approach because, as you know, you know, being from the investment background, you're always paid by the developer to sell. You're always incentivized there, whereas we are, uh, you know, we're, we're retained by our buyer. So it's a very consultative approach. It's a very different uh, avenue of looking at it. But it's been a business that is, you know, thankfully, Touchwood has, has grown and we've, yeah. we've never had to really advertise. It's all been through word of mouth. Uh, and it's something that's been doing extremely well. So our, our main market that we're focusing on is, is clients from the Middle East and, and, the, ex, and the, the expat community there. Um, yep. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been gradually, gradually growing ever since. That's good. How are you uh, finding things in the UK at the moment? Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about property prices running mad. Yeah. And when's yeah. it going to stop? And I think London finally, for the first time in 12 months, has finally seen a, a slight decline in, in property prices. I think they're down about 1.5% this month. But how are you finding things on, you know, dealing with these clients internationally? Are they, are they recognizing this? I'm sure they are, but what's, uh, what's really been their view or your view? 
Well, it, it's been a challenging sort of 18 months, you know, and even longer. We've got the whole Brexit situation that, that's, that's, you know, was announced and, you know, the whole prolonged uh, uh, negotiations. And, and still, you know, I, I expect some sort of kickback on that, you know, simple things like delivery of raw materials to developers is having a, yep. still, a, it's still an, an, a knock-on effect. And then obviously, you know, we've got the big C uh, that's come along yep. with covid um, yeah. and, that, and that's caused uh, issues uh, for lenders, for surveyors, um, you know, lenders have chopped and changed their rates. And, and, and so it's been a very it's been a very difficult uh, couple of years. But I think generally, if you if you if you take the approach of property and look at it in the long term, um, then how we've been able to help clients and, and the clients that have used us have, have been able to to really take advantage of that. Um, there is a challenge at the moment. It's, it's, I suppose it is more of a seller's market than a buyer's market. You know, sellers are in the prime position at the moment. People are willing to overpay for stock just to enter into that market. And, you know, we've seen it with some of the big pension companies, uh, you know, the big pension funds. They are willing to pay sort of top price for either completed developments or to, or to forward funds. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge. Thankfully, yeah. we've been able to help our clients still negotiate some discount on every single purchase, although some is not as much as others. But yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's it's been a challenge. Um, but all round, yeah. you know, prices haven't dropped, so you know, exactly. relatively good terms. That's that's it's a bonus yeah. for everybody. Considering what's uh, exactly considering what's happened and how it is still lingering in the background, we've uh, done surprisingly well. We've uh, yeah managed to get through it okay. In terms of stock that you are working on at the moment or deals that you work on at the moment, is there a, price, a sweet spot in a sense or a price point that you guys focus on or is it a bit of everything? In the it's market? a little bit of everything. I'd say sort of 70 to 80 percent of our market is taken up uh, by the sort of 150 to 250 price range. This is, this is generally what clients are instructing us on. So I'd say it's more okay. of the lower to mid range. Um, yeah. These are, like I said, expats or or you know, locals within that region who have got anything from sort of, uh, let's call it 40 to 80,000 pounds that they want to allocate per property. So we're generally looking at regional markets. Okay. And the, the other sort of, you know, 20%-ish of our, of our deals is taken up either by, uh, you know, smaller blocks, anything up to yep. 15, 20 units, freehold. Uh, so sure. a client coming in and buying that whole block. And we do, we do occasionally the London um yeah. you know opportunities as well we've got some some high net worths that are buying in sort of the mayfair soho but it, it's it's okay. far and few between our, our speciality is that sort of yeah. regional market definitely um, that's interesting yeah. i guess yeah. you've still probably got people taking advantage of the stamp duty holiday that is in play up to that 250 grand at the moment yeah but we've also seen it i think realistically you know for the for those clients that are looking for their for their money to work a little bit better for them you know the regional markets offer a lot more opportunity in that sense you know if you're buying in london the yields are somewhat considerably lower than than your regional markets and and the great thing for our clients is that we offer a complete uh, a to z of services so you know even though we're looking in the regional markets we can advise our client on the rental demand in that because we're often managing properties in those cities as well um, so we're able to offer a lot more to a client than, you know, maybe an investment company or an estate agency says, look, buy here. Yeah. They can't necessarily offer that service um, to, to follow through with it. Cool. So, yeah, I think uh, especially in the UK, the UK is an interesting one when it comes to investing companies and 
a lot of yes. cowboys in the market uh, a lot of people trying to make a quick buck and and not like you were saying not doing their research properly not analyzing the areas and watching these rental growths and these the demands for the area population increases employment and in the works so absolutely just, uh, skipping past it in a sense yeah. but yeah interesting to know i guess we'll uh, dig into the the bones of the conversation a little bit now um and you working internationally and, and in different markets dealing with clients around the world and more so uk expats um mm -hmm. and i understand it's slightly different to the australian way in which it works but um, when you're dealing with clients at the moment and, you know, guiding them through this process, helping them acquire their investment property or, or a home that they will one day move back into, have you got, do, you know, before you start that process in a sense, are there any fear points or, you know, issues that you like to tackle before we get into the investing in a sense, things to be, to be cautious of in a sense? Well, I, th I think, you know, I'd say a good 70% of the clients that we speak to have, have previously had conversation with what we'll, what we'll call broadly investment agents. Um, you know, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of opportunity out there that's dressed up quite nicely. And, um, you know, things like rental guarantees, contributions towards stamp duty, legal fees, free furniture packs. You know, the UK market has seen it all. And they've also seen a lot of alternative investments. You know, you can invest into co-working spaces or yeah. car parking spaces or even funeral spaces, you know, burial Crazy. spaces. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a market that's seen it all. Um, yeah. And what we try to do is we try to bring it back to the basic of, you know, you're investing into a residential property. Of course, there is commercial, industrial, retail. We don't really get involved in that. We focus just on the residential. So we, we bring it back to the basic and we, we strip it all back and we look at the simplistic approach of you're going to buy a property, you've got a tenant living in there, take away all of this added extra of the rental guarantees. We manage it for you. We know exactly what the demand is. We know what rents can be achieved. So that's the sort of first point there is really for clients to understand that and understand how we are different to an investment agent. We don't just send property out. It's very much on an instruction basis. Um, okay. I, think that, I think the next hurdle is really mortgages. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a big problem. Um, it's a big hurdle that people have to get over. There's no way around it. If you want to borrow, you've got to work with these banks. And often there's a lot of documents that got to be sent and there's a lot of AML that exactly. needs to be done. But it, it is one of those things that you've, you've kind of got to bite the bullet on and, and, and yeah. do it. And, um, you know, especially in the UK, lenders are you know if you're a first-time investor um most of my clients are they don't necessarily have their own residential property you know if you're buying a new build and you're buying it off plan in the uk it can be more tricky to get a mortgage compared to a second-hand property so again it's making the client aware of this understanding the risk that if you're going to buy a new build maybe you're not going to get the best rates if you're going to yeah. buy something off plan you've got the risk there of maybe getting a mortgage in 12, 18 months time. Um, so again, we 95% of our clients, I would say nearly 100% of them all want completed property. They want to generate the income straight away. So, you know, we, we're lucky. We work with a very, very good uh, mortgage broker um, and yeah. they have access to all of those lenders that can really get sort of the best rates for them. So I think those two work hand in hand there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's important for clients. You know, you don't want to be buying a property and then realizing you can't get a mortgage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of destroys Stop your hopes off. and dreams, Absolutely. your aspirations Absolutely. straight away. Um, no, that's interesting. I think, like you're saying, having that, I think, in touch with the mortgage team and, and having your solicitors and conveyances on board as well, just having a good team around you, I think that's a, a very important part of the process, and especially it's, when buying overseas. It's something that people take for granted. You know, you're, you're, uh, whether you're buying in the UK or anywhere else in the world, you could be sat over the other side of the world and you can speak to a company about buying a property and then you can really be left alone to do it all, which some people like and they think, well, maybe this company's not really getting me the best service or I'm going to go and try and do it all myself. And, you know, it can be really challenging. You know, we've got property in the UK and we obviously realize we're fortunate we have a management company, but even before yeah. that, we would never try and manage the property ourselves. Of course, there is landlords that do it and we understand yeah. why they do it. But, uh, you know, I think, I think you need to use this. The, if you can find them, you need to use the professional services around you to really you know, guide yeah, you. Take advantage. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Definitely. No, I agree with that. So when we worked with each other in the past, when we were working on a number of projects in, in Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, London, and the likes, the, I guess the, the major cities of the UK, the process back then was a 2000 or 5000 pound reservation fee. And then you're 28 days uh, to pay your 10% deposit. And then you mm -hmm. settle on the property at completion. And that's when your mortgage would kick in. But is the process still the same, given the circumstances of, I guess, the, the situation with COVID and everything that has happened in the UK, uh, especially with, like you touched on earlier, construction costs and, and labour as well? Um, mm -hmm. But is the process somewhat similar or still the same in a sense? Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to take that approach of buying off plan, then ultimately, you know, every developer wants some form of commitment. So, you know, whether it's, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 pound, whatever it may be, you know, they want you to reserve that to, to have some commitment. They'll then want you to to exchange. Uh, so whether that is 5, 10, 15 or 20 percent, um, generally solicitors now because of the pressure that they're getting from there. Uh, authorities above them they're not they're not authorized to act on anything more than 20 percent. so you know again a developer will want that form of commitment and then i suppose you you do you've then got that payment on on completion and and this is sometimes where it can be tricky in the uk because obviously we know as the market's moving uh, lenders requirements are always changing so mortgages can change and um, the process when you when you buy secondhand property and the approach that we take is completely different. You know, we we're acting for buyers that are generally on a secondhand property. So, you know, there's no real formal commitment or reservation fee there. Um, you know, if, if we find a property for a client, we're, we're getting a, a deal agreed with that with that agent, um, yeah. with that seller. And then that's it. You go through the process with the solicitors and obviously you know yeah. you then find out if there's any problems with with the building yeah. or any problems with the property so it's, it's a very it's a very different approach and and you know both of them offer opportunities some clients sure. love to buy a new build because there is no should be yeah. no maintenance or issues or anything like that and, and obviously some clients love to buy secondhand property so it's interesting it just depends on the yeah it depends on the approach that you take um, yeah so. no, interesting that's a, a good answer um, I guess for the next question, and this is quite a broad question, I guess there's really no, no wrong or right answer with it in a sense, um, <laughs> touch wood, <laughs> but to you, when you're considering a deal at the moment and you're working on behalf of a client, is there certain 
criteria in the sense that you like to tick off almost the fundamentals of you know what makes a good deal um, to an investor that you may be working on or working with at the moment? Yeah, so there's a, there's a few things. Obviously, most of my clients are driven by yield. So ultimately, we need to look at what, what it, the property is renting for. Uh, and ultimately, that comes down to the, the return is based on what it's being sold for. So there is a lot of overpriced yeah. property in the market at the moment. You know, we've got to remove all of this and we've got to find, and it, it can be difficult sometimes, we've got to find genuine, uh, you know, even market value properties or ideally below market value. So sure. those two things are essential. And the next two, which is something that we will not compromise on at all, is, is the, the, the charge of ground rent and the cost of service charge and the lease length, those three. So yeah. generally okay. we don't allow or we don't work with any property that is under a 250 year lease. Right. There is exceptions to this where the client knows about it, the fact that they can buy something with a short lease, they can negotiate with the freeholder. So for anyone that doesn't know, that's effectively yeah. the company or the person that owns the whole building or the land. Um, and then you can look to you look to increase your lease. Um, but there has been a problem uh, recently with lenders now not wanting to lend on any property where the ground rent exceeds 0.1% of the cost of the property. So right. to make it super simple, if a property is £200,000, your yep. ground rent should not be more than £200 a year. Yep. And... Uh, that's something that, again, if, if we find an opportunity and that's not the case, we will advise the client, we will let them know on it, and we will give our reasons as to you know, why we think this is a concern. And obviously, we've, we've taken that advice from solicitors, and they can obviously yeah. share that advice. So, again, it, it comes down to the discretion of that client, but we would make them aware of that. And, okay. and service charge is another one, really, that we are... We're, we're very careful about because service charge is ultimately a maintenance fee that should be there just to cover the running costs of the building. It shouldn't be extra money for the freeholder to make. And right. sometimes you see with some of these buildings, you know, you can see three, four, five thousand pounds a year service charge. Now, in London, that may be OK. But, you know, if you're buying something in Manchester or Birmingham, for example, you know, £3,000 a year for service charge when there is no concierge or gym or, you know, restaurant or swimming pool. It's just just excessive. So again, you know, this is, this is something that we need to be very, very careful on. And and really, this is what we do for the client. We, we, you know, we spend hours researching all of this, looking through various properties to, to get rid of all of this, uh, you know, to get rid of all of this, these properties that just don't fit the criteria. So, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, on, on the one end, it's about finding something that stacks up. And then secondly, it's the kind of the, the long, the, you know, the ongoing um, yeah. maintenance and, and uh, Interesting. Uh, everything that comes with it. So, yeah. I guess um, another question that can lead on with from this one is, um, have you noticed, I guess, an, a shift in, shift in, I guess, popularity in terms of areas in the UK? Have you started to notice more inquiry for say Birmingham with HS2 going in and, and I know it's been in talks for years and years now, but are people starting to act on that being developed or is there a shift for Leeds or, or you know, further north in a sense as well? Have you seen a migration yeah. change? Or we have. Change? I mean, in, in Asia in particular, um, you know, there's obviously different buyers uh, requirements, but generally, you know, because of the BNO uh, visa program um, right. out, in the, out in Asia, 
a lot of clients now are looking into houses rather than apartments. So, um, you know, they're, they're looking at relocating effectively and they want that, they, that, they want that space. And they're yeah. also very attached to major cities with good universities. So Oxford, Cambridge is still pulling power over these clients as well. Um, we still see the usual suspects of Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool, Leeds, yeah. but it, it's also broken down into demographics, you know, so for example, Kuwait, uh, you know, we do yeah. a lot of business in Kuwait. They have a very particular attachment to houses and apartments in Milton Keynes. That's right. Very, unu- very <laughs> unusual place. Um, but there is an attachment to that. And, and again, they also are still attracted to central London. Um, you know, yeah. not all clients, but, you know, not to be too generic, but th- there is there is certain demographics that are attached to certain areas. But of course, the rise of the, the rise of the Midlands and the Northwest has increased substantially compared to six, yeah. seven years ago. Of course, you know, we're, we're seeing more clients, we're seeing more pension funds, uh, larger institutions all open now to regional markets and, uh, and, and take good approach to it, um, yeah. which, which is fantastic for, for the whole of the UK. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting yeah. how it's spread out across kind of different regions, geogra- geographical regions, the Asian sure. or the, the Southeast Asian crowd one one area and Middle East another. Straight yeah. how it works. I guess it I guess it comes down to the mentality that they're instilled in their their area in a sense, what their the media must portray to them or, or the news that they must hear about certain parts of well, the UK. This is where it works really well for us because, you know, a client comes with a, a preconception of what they want. And, you know, if they ask for our advice and our opinion, of course, we can guide them. Um, but generally, they've got that for a reason that whether it might be, like I said, their children, re- you know, going to university or whether it may be that they are eventually looking to relocate or maybe yeah. they've got some family or friends that have bought there that have done really well. With. And this is why we can take such a different approach to know what we call the investment companies because we don't have a bias towards any particular location um of course of course we can advise on some that rent better than others because we have that experience but um it it is very interesting you know you can be speaking to a client in kuwait that says you know i want a house in milton Keynes, and then you speak to a client in dubai that says you know i want a, a an apartment in manchester city center because i because i know it because of manchester united um and it sounds crazy to think this but there is there is certain cities that have a great attraction to investors in different areas um so it's good and and no i mean i know a lot of people say this but generally no two days are the same because you know we deal with so many different clients such a diverse uh requirement um so it's 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 definitely interesting interesting. yeah it's good i guess that the one about manchester united and and people wanting manchester i always find that an interesting one i guess having such a reach global audience in a sense yeah but it it draws so many people to manchester from international audiences absolutely you've got the likes of manchester you've got liverpool you know they've both done really well um, and, and if you compare football, you know, if, it sounds silly, but if you look at it from a football perspective, Birmingham doesn't have the same yeah. attraction as Manchester and Liverpool. So certain True. demographics maybe don't have that excitement with a city because of that. Um, so, yeah. again, sometimes that's down to education and that, that's where if they want our advice, we will always help them with that, you know, to, to let them know that Birmingham is not just about a football club, but actually there's a sure. huge amount of regeneration <laughs> going on there. Uh, probably one of the largest government regeneration programs ever yeah. to happen um, but you know there is there is there is that uh that process that we go through with those clients cool. so um that's yeah. good to know good yeah. to know 
Um, I guess the next question, and this is, I get we have kind of touched on it briefly throughout, um, but if there was going to be, I guess, one or two points that you thought, you know, would make or that are going to make the process as simple and seamless and straightforward as possible, you know, what would they be, even if it's from having the team around you, having the support around you, whatever it may be, but what would be your recommendation to a new client that you were going to take on for example and I feel like I'm interviewing you now but <laughs> if you know if you were going to take someone on um, and yeah just to make their life easier make it a, a seamless process what would be kind of your uh, your tip for that I think there's two things here the first thing is don't, don't be uh, don't be drawn in by all the bells and the whistles of you know rental guarantees and all these added extras that that, that some people throw in um, there's always a reason why they're putting that in and you know generally if you do your homework and you take it all away you've really got to look at the numbers of you know what's the demand like is it going to rent for those figures and and the property that i'm buying is it actually worth that amount and now in the uk it's very easy man just a very quick search on on some of the portals you know right move and zoopla can quickly identify if you are getting something that is market value or if in fact you are overpaying um for it so i think yeah. that is probably you know one of the most yeah. important and the second thing which it can be taken for granted but i think it's about knowing what you really want you've got to identify what you're trying to achieve from the investment um, and what your goal is really you know what, what do you want out of this what are you planning to do and what's the what's the medium to long-term goal here and, and it's not yeah. about just buying a property for the sake of it you've got to Sometimes you've got to have a bit of a, an idea behind it of, of what your plan is uh, moving forward. So I think when we work with a client and they understand both of these, it, it certainly makes our life a lot easier because we're able to advise them. Um, you know, we obviously go into a lot more detail, but, you know, getting these two is, is key. Um, you know, and, and we're fully transparent with every client that we work with. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the rentals and say, look, this is what we can achieve go and have a look elsewhere, go and speak to other agents. Um, you know, yeah. and I think, I think the transparency, yeah. the honesty is, is key in the market at the moment. Definitely. I agree. I think that's some good points around the research and then having, uh, yeah, the transparency as well. Um, but also knowing what you want, because a lot of people do come in, you know, and they want, they want massive capital growth and they also want massive rental yields. And sometimes it's just not achievable. So I think it's mm -hmm. having a, a plan set out for what you want to achieve financially. Uh, or if you know in the case of an investment what you want to achieve financially and, and think long term as well I think a lot of people come in thinking market's really hot we can make a, a quick buck in two or three years and, and get out and don't get me wrong you probably could at the moment but um, yeah. I think it's thinking more long term thinking more 10 years down the track and, and looking reevaluating the situation and I always remember the story that you told us uh, back in the old days uh, about <laughs> your mother buying her property and then drawing drawing the equity from that property and yeah and, yeah. and refinancing and starting again in a sense and uh, i don't know why but it always stuck with me that story and you, you know what it's been it's it's been a it's been a strategy that's worked for so many investors and you know just to touch on that for anybody that, that uh, is looking into that you know for many i think for expats it's quite a good example here you know you've been based in the uk for maybe 10 15 years you've been offered a, a job in you know, a different part of the world. And generally you've got this property that you've lived in, you and your family have lived in. Now you've got two options here. You either sell it and use that money for your new life, you know, to, to maybe buy something 
But often with a lot of expats that move, they don't know how long they're moving for. So they'll often keep that property in the UK as a bit of safe haven. And, and generally what they end up doing is just renting it out. Yep. And, and they've got dead capital there. So this property they might have bought 10 years ago for, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000. They could be sitting on a gold mine there of you know, half a million, in some cases a million pound property. And, yep. and look, it's very easy just to have that mortgage free and not have any what we call debt to it. But yep. actually, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pot there that you can utilize. It's an asset that you can utilize. You can draw equity from it. And you can yeah. use that equity to then build a portfolio. And so what we did is exactly that. My, my family, they had a sort of relocation, but still within the UK. Yeah. We started to rent the main residential property. We drew equity out of it, but we didn't go aggressive. We only drew 50% out of it. And from that 50%, we've been able to now build a portfolio. And, and it's, it, it was at a nice size. We've since increased it. And it's done really well. And, um, you know, we've gone from, you know, bringing in originally sort of 1,200 pounds to sort of now over 4,000 without having to do anything, just through remortgaging. Um, you know, we still have what is called as debt. You know, we have mortgages, yeah. but of course they are paid off or they're being paid by the tenants yeah. that we have in place. So it's a real it's a real good opportunity there. And, and I think there's a lot of clients out there, um, expats, British expats, they're in the same situation. So yeah, that's, that's an thing. interesting one. I think it's a lot of people need to consider it. Like you said, you could be sitting on a gold mine and a lot of yeah. people don't understand, you know, when I first started property, it was hearing this stuff, it was going over my head. Like I'd had just no clue what was going on, but when you sit down and deconstruct it now and just look at the numbers and, and pull it apart, it, it makes a lot of sense. So speaking to the right people, uh, is a big part of that but yeah it's uh, interesting to to know nonetheless guess final question and this is a question that i like to ask a lot of or every guest that comes on the show uh, and it's more of a generic question uh slightly cordy you could say but we'll see what what sort of answer you can give but what does a wealthy life mean to you oh, i i i think it's freedom of time to be fair um i think it's uh, again without you know without sounding cheesy it's something that everybody has but we don't always utilize it do we um you know i think uh, i think everybody wants spare time not to the sense that you want to be bored but you want to be you want to be financially free you want to be able to do what you want to do so i, I think the freedom of time is important um you know not I think no, it's a, it's a good answer. I think it's right. Look at you now. You sit. Where are you at the moment? The Bahamas? Yeah, uh, no. We're, so we're we're in Panama at the moment. Panama, that's um, right. Just to give a little bit more context to that, I have a team still back in the UK. I went to. I was living in Dubai for just over a year and a half. We we looked at expanding our business there of the agency, but actually, yeah. what I ended up doing is still doing Zoom calls with clients um, because we have clients kind of everywhere, and Dubai is quite an expensive place. Great for networking. Yeah. Um, but my partner has a contract in Panama. And so we're in Panama now. Um, and yeah. uh, we are, I suppose, taking advantage of the remote working. But all of our team is yeah. remote working. And, and, you know, our business has grown strength to strength. We still can meet clients, either, you know, people that we have in different regions or we can do the old, you know, the, we can do the, the situation here that we're doing, which is Zoom. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's, it's to take advantage of, of the conditions that we're in at the moment. Yeah. And, um you know it's it's yeah. good so. i think it's gonna it'll be interesting to see how a lot of these companies now handle uh handle these i guess changed 
working lifestyles in a sense now you can work almost anywhere in the world as long as you're yeah. you're doing your work during the monday to friday and at nine to five Absolutely. but it could be yeah. situated anywhere so i think we'll see of these there's, co-working there's still a lot spaces of people. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of people that nothing beats an old fashioned face to face meeting. Of course, it's fantastic. You get a different perspective from somebody. It's fantastic. But I I also think it depends on what industry you're in. You know, some of us are extremely lucky to be able to pick up our business and go anywhere in the world. And obviously others, you know, they have to be situated in, you know, the location that they work. So I think businesses have to adapt to that, you know, um, just talking in terms of, you know, recruitment of staff. Yeah. you can't it's not one you know one uh, one approach fits all anymore you know staff want different things they want flexibility you know they want this kind of freedom and 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 as a business owner you've got a very uh, yeah. you've got two choices you either accept it uh, or you don't That's and you true. stick to the old approach and you might not yeah. get the best talent so yeah. you've got to be open-minded to that um it's true. So, that is a good way yeah. of looking at it yeah. well I mean, look yourself you're exactly. working for an Australian company in the UK. So, uh, it's working perfectly. Exactly. We're uh, exactly. some perfect examples of, of how, it's, how it's changing and evolving now. So, yeah. But, uh, Darren, it's been great to have you on the show today. I really appreciated yeah. having you. Um, for everyone listening, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I hope you've got some value out of today's conversation. And if you have any questions, please feel free to flick myself or Darren a message and I'm happy to answer anything that may be on your mind. Until next time, guys, have a good one and we'll speak soon. Thank you.